Welcome, one and all, to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A podcast quite literally about Moon Knight. Other things we talk about, but mostly Moon Knight. My name is Connor Stevens, here once again with the fantastic, the uh, always correctly gazing at the moon man, <laughs> Renato Gesmondo. How you doing, Ray? Hey, Connor, I'm, I'm very well. I'm very well, yeah, and I have a little bit of egg on my face for tonight, but uh, yeah, look, nothing too major. Uh, yeah, very, very cool to be back, uh, and we've got uh, something special for tonight. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try and get through, hopefully, maybe even a slight slim pe- picking of news, but then we're diving into, uh, I wouldn't say the most heavily requested, but one of the most talked about, the most controversial run in Moon Knight history. We're starting mm-hmm. the Bendis run this week. Yeah, so, Looney listeners, uh, a massive apologies. Uh, I did send out the newsletter gearing everyone up for uh, our review of the Bendis run, um, you know... Even had a lot of really good feedback, which we'll get to tonight uh, of the Bendis run, which is uh, which is going to be really fun, Connor, to get into because we know how Bendis has rubbed people up the wrong and right ways. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, actually meant to be a classic run for this episode. It, it's actually meant to be because uh, it is a waning crescent up in the moon. So for all you moon gazers up there. You'll see in the sky, it's a waning crescent. So you, you might be wondering, how come we're doing a um, a modern run review, which is a waxing crescent? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that mixed up. I'm very sorry. But anyway, we're going to forge ahead. Uh, we're going to make a deal with Conchu, and uh, we're going to flip it around. So next week, we'll be doing the classic run review. Um, and for tonight, yeah, we'll be doing the Bendis run, as you mentioned, Connor. Uh, very, very exciting Exciting run indeed. Uh, can you wait to? Um, well, I can't wait to to read the the responses from our loony listeners. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just checking. I'm guessing we probably got them across the whole range: Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we got a fair bit through the Facebook. So um, yeah, we'll get to that as well, loonies. Fear not. But first of all, I guess yeah. I mean, Connor, um, how things been lately? There's been um, you've been a busy little busy busy little beaver. What's been uh, what's been going on in the Konishu corner of the universe? The Konishu realm is both busy and very not busy. Uh, <laughs> currently job hunting, so I've got a lot of time on my hands. So I've been uh, mm-hmm. really catching up on some content and uh, diving into mm, some more reviews. I've got another little project coming up. I'll be announcing the coming weeks. So yeah, yeah. very <laughs> exciting. And you did touch upon. Yeah, you're doing a lot more writing, uh, a lot more articles on. Uh, I'd like to, love to give it a shout out. So the the um, big comic page, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a website with uh, just a, a plethora of comic reviews. Um, publishes a plenty. Connoisseur, uh, you'll find him there under his uh, daytime name or daytime moniker of, of Connor Stevens. Uh, mm, and uh, yeah, been very boring. busy. Sorry. Sorry? Saying a lot, Connor. You know, Connor to Connor Mon. It's a it's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, Don't mean to frighten it. anyone off. <laughs> that's it. A deceptively simple alias there. Um, but you you've been busy with the Doom Patrol uh, articles, uh, reviewing uh, reviewing them. But you also have a cool Valiant one of the Forgotten Queen. That's um that has come out last week, hasn't it? Or did you get an advance copy? No, that was, yeah, the Wednesday just passed, uh, The yep. Forgotten Queen, the Martini Forgotten. Howard, some great stuff. It's uh, feeling good to be excited for uh, 
Valiant stuff again. You know, next two weeks we'll have a Life and Death of Toy Harada. Incursion Ooh, was pretty good, so yes. all systems go. Oh, Incursion. I haven't read... I'm really... Uh, again, I'm just always far behind with these sorts of things. Uh, I, I've got both of them and the Death of Toy Harada on my list, so I can't wait to read it. Incursion was good, was it, Connor? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was very much a set-up issue, but yep. it seems like it's going to be a pretty fun cosmic... Okay. Eternal Warrior, Geomancer comic. Ah, oh, Geomancer's and Eternal Warrior. That's my jam. So, um, looking forward to that. And for any first-time listeners, uh, Looney listeners, uh, apologies, Connishu and I. We are big Valiant comic fans, so we do uh, give it a bit of a plug and a bit of a mention here and there. Uh, of course, we are a Moon Knight podcast, so we'll we'll be sure to get onto that. But um, yeah, there's plenty of other great things out there. Uh, speaking of which, Connor, apart from article writing and uh, the odd surprise that you you may have in the next few weeks, uh, any other high recommendations that you've read lately? Ooh, um, oh, Chip Zdarsky had another good week. Uh, Daredevil and Invaders gotten a couple of plugs on the show. Glad to know they're still chugging ahead. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm Chip- actually. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was about to say Chip Zdarsky. He, um, his Invaders and Daredevil run, is absolutely brilliant. Um, I've always seen him as a as a humor, as a comedic writer, but he's 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 the top gun. He's uh, he's pretty good. So, um, yeah. Just had to say that. Sorry, sorry, Connor. You were... Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, what else? Just flicking through. I'm actually really liking that Age of X-Men event. I thought I wasn't ah. going to, but I've actually, yeah, liked everything that's come out of it. So it hasn't been uh, throw. I've heard maybe mixed things of the Amazing Nightcrawler. Was that? Yeah, that's definitely been the weaker so far. Uh, but, okay. you know, it's, it's one out of four. That ain't bad. Okay, uh. okay. Yeah, I've been hoping to dip into it here and there. Connecting... Uh, cr- collecting the uncanny x-men but i thought the age of x-men i don't know uh, again the wallet had the final say oh yeah uh it's coming out quite quite regularly and and i'm collecting uh, no road home as well the avengers um, i heard that's good as well oh man it is only one issue oh well, i've only got one issue now i know there's a couple issues out now uh, the first issue oh back to classic classic avengers writing uh very similar to no surrender uh, how that was kind of like you just old school feel good kind of tale. Yeah, this is pretty much the same thing, and it's got Hercules, Connor. So. Yeah, nothing else that'll <laughs> get you there like Hercules. Yeah, he's he's almost kind of like front and center. Well, he kind of is. So um, that's you know big tick in my book. Um, yeah, well, I, I haven't myself. Uh, what have I been reading? I've been reading. I'm still going through a bit of uh, my Ant Man. Uh, classic, classic read like Tales to Ooh. Astonish. Uh, really, really fun read. Actually, I'm actually really enjoying these uh, '60s comics. Um, I generally didn't have a um, an interest in them before, but um, seeing Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne written in very, very dated format <laughs> is uh, is actually quite quite amusing. And their villains are quite funny. It's just, it's yeah, it's just a bit of fun. So, um, yeah, just a bit of that. Um, haven't, yeah, I've actually been <laughs> purchasing other stuff. Um, so I got the um, Brew Baker hardcover omnibus of Daredevil. Uh, oh, you good stuff. Bloody good. I was looking for the Bendis one, but apparently the Bendis hardcovers are uh, very hard to find. So that's that's going to be. A bit of a challenge, um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, other than that, um, you know, no road home, uh, and I've still got a pile of comics which I'm a couple of weeks, uh, three or four weeks behind. So, 
give that a go. Uh, but yes, anyway, um, also a bit of news, Connor. I know you've probably seen in the prompt sheet mentioned Captain Marvel, which is coming out. Uh, Crazy, I can't believe it's this week. I know, I know, how cool is that? And before you know it, we're going to get into March, April, May, you know, there's a whole slew of of movies and TV shows coming out. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was announced as well to come out in May, the the new season. Um, And then you've got Shazam on DC coming out in April, Uh, yeah. Um, But anyway, Captain Marvel, I'm I'm actually, Konishu, I'm going to, I'll give a little plug out. Plug shout, I'll give a little <laughs> shout out to uh, the Signal of Doom. I'll be actually linking up with uh, Dave Finn and his uh, his better half Michelle and uh, and uh, a couple of other um, comicy friends, and we'll be catching up at the local cinema to be watching that. So I'm looking forward to that. Actually, it's um it's going to be good. It's going to make it extra extra kind of special. Be able to comment with um with Stuart. Oh, uh, not Stuart. Sorry, David Finn. Um, I don't think Stu will be there, but um, yeah, unfortunate. But you know, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Dave's a, you know, enough. <laughs> he certainly sure will he'll be. Have, he's, he's always got the hot takes. If uh, he does, got any uh, signal listeners out there? Yes, he does, and he, and he does self-proclaim that um, any time with him may be too much time with him. So, so at least he's got that <laughs> kind of sense of modesty. modesty. Uh, yeah, but are you going to be catching it this week, Connor? This Wednesday I'll be there. Ooh, yeah, me too. Yeah, same day. So, um, mm. what kind of what time are you saying it? Oh, I think I'm an early morning boy. I do love a good uh, good oh. ten thirty session. Oh wow! So you'll be sa- okay. Cool. We got the um six forty five in the evening ah, session. Ah, the so classic. Gonna have to wait until then. But um, I know someone who's actually already seen it. And, oh wow! And I've oh, they, they work press stuff. Sorry. Press reviews and all that. Um, yeah, uh, she, well, she, um, Natasha, she's, um, I think she's a listener of this show. I'm not too sure, but she. Um, Hi, Natasha. If you are, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, she works at a cinema. Uh, actually, the cinema that we're all going to be meeting at uh, on Wednesday. She saw an advanced exciting. Column. Yeah, I mean, so I, I immediately told her, look, it's it's so it's great that you've seen it, and I'm I'm happy, um, but please, I'm not going to be listening to any more i mean regardless of positive or negative um reactions or anything i just don't want to be spoiled i don't want to even have any preconceived reaction in my head of how it is so um i'm trying to have you been successful in in avoiding anything i have actually uh, a lot of muting a lot of uh hiding away from the world but i'm getting there have you been watching the have you been watching the trailers though I think, yeah, I think the Super Bowl was the last one I watched, but yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I think I missed the Super Bowl one. I've, I've seen the, I think I've seen the latest one and the very first one that they got. So I think that's enough. I don't want to see any more. But, that's uh, fair. But 90s, that should be so much fun. Man, that'll be oh, really cool. I cannot, I can absolutely not wait, especially for Goose. Yeah, yeah, Goose, that's right. Um,. How is Gibbsy going on there? I can hear a little Gibbsy happening. Yeah, he wants something. I'm just not sure what yet. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have Mace here uh, sleeping on the couch, and I've got Flippy here who's enjoying a bit of a head pat right now as we speak, but they're pretty um, they're pretty chilled. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Connor, I guess we better um, get this train moving. Uh, a couple of bits of news. Look, uh, I've, I've sourced this, Connor. Not not much, really. Uh, the first one's a, a pretty much a nothing one that we've, we've actually heard before. It's from Bleeding, Bleeding Cool, 
and it's uh it's basically uh some amendments to solicitations and such uh with some of Marvel's releases uh uh um so Marvel Comics presents number 4 which we mentioned written by Benjamin Percy and Juan Ferreira will be doing the Moon Knight story uh they've added um Perry Perez um to the issue um, Ooh. as well. Absolutely love Perry Perez. Mm. Um, so he, he takes over Paolo Cisquera, who was on the issue before. Um, so, yeah, so that's a slight change. Uh, but um, hopefully, I mean, that's, that's not going to... Uh, it's not going to change um, the Benjamin Percy Juan Ferreira aspect of the... Um, show, I mean, as everyone, um, people may know, Marvel Comics Presents is an anthology, so it's made up of a whole lot of stories. The Moon Knight story, I think it's still very much Benjamin Percy and Juan Ferreira. Um, yep, Juan Ferreira actually put up a great yeah. panel this week of what he's doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. It looks bloody good. Um, so that was it. That was only just a, a little bit of an update there. Um, also, I'm just going to add in, there's a third bit of news, um, which was in our ITK community, um, someone posted up this bloody kick-ass helmet of Moon Knight. Did you see that? Oh, my one? God, yeah. For that, sale. Yeah, it, it's, uh, they're selling it. It's from Gods, uh, Gods of Props, I think, .com, and they make uh, resin headgear. Uh, I had to look. I went on the website. They, they actually do replicas of like, you know the Black Panther um, helmet, um, Deathstroke, I think that's a guy's name from DC. Um, you know all sorts, and it has a Mooney helmet. So it retails at 180 US dollars. So not if, bad. The quality too. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean compared to like the statues and stuff. Uh, you were mentioning before, Konishu, that statues can go for a mint, right? Hmm. Mm. So oh, yeah, a helmet for 180. Um, I'm seriously considering. Uh, I don't know what I do <laughs> do with it, but uh, you know. If I if I rode a motorcycle, probably wear it on that. Turn on the LED lights, you know. <laughs> get arrested, probably. <laughs> exactly. Is is it something that you'd get, Connor? Or is it? It's a bit. I mean, it is a bit expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not personally, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, if I had all the money in the world, I might. It's a hell of a thing to look at. <laughs> yeah. True. It, it's a very beautiful piece. Um. So. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. Um, there are images circulating around in our Facebook group, but um, we'll be sure to put a, a link to the Gods of Props uh, website for you to have a look and purchase, purchase if you wish. Uh, anyway, so that was a quick fire uh, bit of bit of news. Again, not much news, loonies. We're not going to, you know, drown you with rumours and, you know possibilities uh we want to we want to remain with the cold hard facts so so that's it there so why don't we just um take a quick break kind of shoe let's um settle into our favorite couches let's uh make sure the cats are comfy as well and uh, we'll be right back with our lunapic modern run review Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. 
Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to the second half into the Night of Moon Knight podcast, diving into the Bendis's and Malibs. First issue of Moon Knight in 2012. Yeah, this is 2012? Uh, 2011, I think. Damn, just missed it. Nearly. Almost yeah. there. Oh, almost stuck the landing. <laughs> and uh, a little bit of background, Connoisseur, I guess we should say. Um, so we threw it up to the loony listeners out there. Um, asking, you know, what next modern run review would you like to see us cover? Because, you know, we could pick any modern run review. Recently, we just wrapped up the um, the fantastic Warren Ellis, Declan Shelby, uh, six issue run. So we thought we'd put it up on Facebook and Twitter to see what run you'd like to see um, covered. And we ended up with a, a three way tie, actually. So we had Brian Wood at 20%, Cullen Bunn at 20%. Brian Michael Bendis, 20%. We had Charlie Houston come in at 17%. Uh, we had uh, an additional option of Poles of Fun that came in at 10%. And uh, shout out to Cold Case Kurtz there. Thanks, thanks, mate. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, Poles of Fun actually beat the last two, which were um, Greg Hurwitz, uh, which came in at 8%. He came in at 8 uh, author of Vengeance of the Moon Knight. And bringing up the rear was Mike Benson on 5% for the, that last bit of... Um, Paul Benson. Yeah, Paul Benson. So we had a three-way tie, and Connishu, what did we end up doing then? We had to kind of do something. Yeah, you went you went full. You were like, let's get them decimals out. Twitter, <laughs> I Facebook, I add them up, divide them. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Uh, well, you came, up, you came up with a far better decision oh that's right we didn't actually go with no that. we, we didn't uh, <laughs> that's right we rolled a goddamn dice yeah we went all out yep and we signed a numerical value one to two was uh yep. wood oh, i think it was wood yeah three to four was uh bun and five to six was bendis and we rolled a, a bloody five we rolled a five connoisseur had the uh what did you call it a Yu- Yu-Gi-Oh? yeah Yu-Gi-Oh app for tracking life points if anyone plays Yu-Gi-Oh. ah Just a bit of a shout out Okay, yeah, shout out to Yu-Gi-Oh. Hello, Mr. Yu-Gi-Oh. But but your five came up, and that was, of course, Brian Michael Bendis. Now, I could almost hear the screams of joy from all the loonies all over the world going, yes, this is it. I can't wait to to hear and to review and to reread Bendis. So we're so happy to just, you know, um, cater and present it towards you for you loonies. Um, so yeah, you know, so here we go. Um, uh, so we are covering Moon Knight Volume 6, Issue 1. I don't believe it has a title for it. Um, it was released July 2011, written by Brian Michael Bendis, artist and inks by Alex Maleev, colorist Matthew Wilson, letterer VCs Corey Pettit, and editors Lauren Sankovic and Tom Bravort, who is still, still going around, isn't he? He's a... Uh, is a seasoned veteran. Uh, Connor, where can we find issues of this? You can find it in all the good places. Uh, Comixology, uh, um, Kindle, mm-hmm. Marvel Unlimited, uh, in the first volume, which is also on Kindle and Comixology, mm-hmm. which I don't believe is in print anymore. But I will have a quick check. I bought mine secondhand. Right. Yes. Um... There, sorry, which um, which one's in print? Are you talking about the singles or? Oh, the the, uh, the hardcovers. Yeah, the single and hard and uh, 
paperbacks are both sadly out of print at this point. So yes, digital is That's the way right. to go if well, you're not uh, going to do a bit of hunting. Yeah, actually, Connor. Um, so there are actually it was released as hardcover in two volumes. I I'm reading that edition now. Well, the first volume, which has issue one. Um, it was only I think last year they re-released uh, a hardcover of the the entire collected twelve issues. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's still available, I think. Um, oh, I don't know. Retails for about sixty Aussie dollars. I, I don't know what's about thirty US or something like that. Um, thirty five. But yeah, you can get the whole the whole kit and caboodle um, in one bound volume, which is pretty good. I'm looking out for it as well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, kind of readily available for you loonies. Um, but best bet is yeah, Comicsology for sure. Um, now also as well for first time listeners and oh, Konoshu, a big shout out. We may have first time listeners. We cracked the eight hundred. Can you believe that Whoa. in our group? Yeah, I Ooh, woke up. Us go. Where yeah. did you guys go? Listening to us for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I woke up this morning and there were like 20 requests to join. So someone's spoken to someone and word of mouth has gotten around. It's awesome. So massive thank you to everyone. And uh, we've actually, I think we're up at 811 or 812 followers so far on our um fabulous community. So big thanks there. And uh, so anyway, first time listeners, if you are catching our podcast uh connor and i will go through this issue um first off with a sliver which is a very brief synopsis um a summary of the the issue at hand uh we'll then just discuss um it's it's a free form thing we'll just discuss anything that we find has merit um i'm going to tackle this uh purely on the issue one merit, um, pretending I, I don't know anything about the rest of the run, just to let you know, Connor. <laughs> okay. Good, and good. Uh, and then we'll finish it with our patented convoluted moon rating, which everybody uh, loves it. Everyone loves it. You I'll know. hear nothing less. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Hopefully, um, the day will come when everyone will talk about you know your waning gibbuses and your waxing crescents. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, it's rated basically naught to ten. Um, a blue moon, most notably, is something that is exceptional, beyond a 10 out of 10. And then you've got your, your half moon, you know, your full moon, three-quarter. You'll, you'll catch our drift, um, first-time listeners. But anyway, um, Shell, let's, let's get into it, Connor. Now, can I, can I thrust you upon the, the sliver and uh, maybe give us oh, a... Of yeah, you know, just <laughs> keep it, uh, let's improv. All right, well, uh, you know, this is uh, whatever happened at the end of Vengeance of the Moon Knight sure did happen, and now uh, Mark Spector, living the high life, is a uh, big-time film producer Mm -hmm. putting out um, movies when uh, he gets a call-out from uh, none other than Captain America, Spider-Man, and goddamn Wolverine. They're like, there's some villains in town. Go Mm -hmm. get them. And he's like, he goes, gets them, but it turns out to be a big conspiracy and now there's a new kingpin on the streets in the whatever town this is ready to start fights yeah but also bloody spider-man wolverine and moon knight are they even real no they're not mm, the big Thanks. reveal at the end yeah yeah that that would have gotten a lot of i think that's how you do a sliver that's Nothing good like no it's brilliant connor that's brilliant <laughs> now now we've got the framework which we can build upon and uh you know 
expand upon. It's it's fantastic. So there you go, uh, Loonies. If you have read it, um, you'll be very well familiar with it. Otherwise, Connor has given a, a fantastic sliver to get us off and running. So yes, um, I don't know, Connor. Um, first impressions. What did you think of this issue overall? Oof, it is mixed. It's definitely a. Um, it's definitely something. It's it's interesting because it's such a wild new direction. It doesn't mm. quite nail itself on the head, but with uh, some good art, no, no, good action and incredible art. Mm. It's it, it's a pretty good issue. Yeah. Well, it's a, I don't know. It's something, all right. What you get? <laughs> I thought it was, you know, I've read this before and read maybe I don't know, maybe I was excited to read it. Um this first issue I thought it was a very a very solid first issue, very very nice solid setup. Um as I mentioned before, I'm going to try to look at this um pretending I don't know what happens further on. So going through it, I love the idea, I love the introduction of Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine. Uh they were pretty good about them telling Mark that he's needed and that crime will be on the up and up in L.A. where he's at. Um, and, you know, there are criminals vying for power. Um, I thought it was really good. It had some good good action. We had Mr. Hyde. Um, so Bendis doesn't shirk on the action. And what I loved was Moon Knight actually beating Mr. Hyde, which I actually don't think in reality would have happened because Mr. Hyde's pretty, pretty never strong. never even heard of Mr. Hyde. Oh, you Hyde, haven't? Actually. Oh, okay. He's he's basically kind of similar to the Robert Louis Stevenson character. Um, he there was a scientist. I can't remember the the guy's name, but he drinks a formula, and it's almost it's kind of like the Hulk, and he becomes um, a darker, stronger, evil version of himself. Um, so he's superhumanly strong. You know, it's like it's like Moon Knight trying to take on uh, Luke Cage, maybe. You know that kind okay. of that kind of level, but he beats him. So I don't know. There's a bit of um, creative license there from Bendis, but no, I thought it was a, a solid issue. It had nice action. Um, it had very Bendisy dialogue, and the reveal at the end was uh, was let's say that's going to op- that opens the floodgates for a lot of Moon Knight fans. Um, yeah, with with Spider Man, Captain America, and uh, Wolverine. Uh, not really there. So, ergo, you would assume that it's in Mark's head, and ergo, then his identities, and that just opens a whole can of worms. <laughs> yeah. So, I just want to. Yeah, I think definitely the biggest positive of this issue is that it's actually a pretty great, like, just Moon Knight out in the thick of it. You got you got some cool setup for a whole new crime gang the fight with Mr. Hyde is a lot of fun and the two thugs yep. I think their dialogue's pretty good uh, Ben is pretty great at um, street level stuff and really funny yep. you know people populating his world so that was pretty fantastic yeah yeah it was yeah sorry Connor no I'll let you go yeah those, those two guys were they were uh, you can't mistake them for, for Bendis um, characters uh, he has this knack of inserting and I think it gets not worse but it gets a lot more apparent as the years go on of him inserting people with seemingly just mundane conversation uh, it's almost it reminds me almost of uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, you see a lot of the films where there's obviously a main story you know like Reservoir Dogs or um, or Jackie Brown, but then there are these little scenes that 
kind of have no connection at all um, to it. It, it. I think the idea is to humanise the characters, uh, and that's what he does with these two two thugs. So you kind of get to, I guess, get to know them a little bit more in that sense. Um, I, I didn't think it was too annoying in this instance, but it reminded me of, of a lot of Bender's stuff later on. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of crime comics, and these guys almost pulled straight out of that kind of right crime comic so feel. So yeah, that was it was a definite plus for me, mixed in with like a mm. pretty a pretty great setup for this new kingpin. Yeah, pretty like you know this it was a mundane conversation, but it kind of set up pretty well this new uh, this yeah. new threat we'll be facing. And then there was a really strong action scene, so it was yeah. definitely my favorite part of the issue. Ah, uh, okay. this whole section here. Yeah, and we certainly do. I mean, we don't at this stage we don't know. I mean, Connor, Connor, and I, we do know eventually, I'm sure a lot of the listeners <laughs> who it is, but we don't know who the big bad is. All we see is a, a flaming sky uh, and Mr. Hyde still kind of wanting his payment for this delivery of what we find is it's quite an interesting concept of of an Ultron body. I thought that was mm. a, a pretty smart move by Bendis. I mean, that would be an asset, wouldn't it? I mean, if only for the uh, adamantium alloy, if, if only for that, that's a pretty valuable thing. But, you know, obviously it's, it's a weapon of uh, mass destruction and questions of whether it can be controlled or not. So it's a pretty black market thing to be um, banding about. But anyway, this big bad... And Sorry? Sorry, I was, uh, I was just going to add as well. The Ultron's yep. also, you know, it's a really good shorthand way of saying that, you know, this is a Moon Knight run that's going to be much more involved with the rest of the Marvel oh, Universe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this... And yeah, this was kind of Bendis' big push for that because he was leading the Avengers at the time, which took a lot of street-level people like Iron Fist, Mm -hmm. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Spider-Man, and all put them together. So yeah, this is almost him kind of slotting Moon Knight in there in that sort of feel himself. Mm. And what do you think, what are your thoughts, Connor, of um, of, uh, bringing Moon Knight closer to the rest of the universe? I think so. I think yeah. I think it's always nice to mix up. If you got a if you got a good mix, um, of you know runs that are self contained and runs that are in the world wider universe, and also in the runs that are with the wider universe, that they don't forget that Moon Knight still can do great street level action scenes, which this issue has. So yeah, I think if they can pull it off well, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, oh, I I agree as well. I think there's. If anything, again, that's a quite an admirable thing. I think that Brian Michael Bendis was trying to do, um, and it's interesting that you say, Connor. Yeah, and it's true that he he had that um, that tenure with the Avengers, and you can obviously see him trying to pull Moon Knight into it. I think it's great because you know, as much as I do love Moon Knight being the lone wolf, every now and again, it would be nice to see him, you know, be part of the rest of the universe. I guess that's why. Um, um, uh, round Robin, the sidekick's revenge was mm. so good because it was him in the in the middle of it. I mean, I know I know the argument that um, whenever Moon Knight is in a team kind of arena, he never seems like the real Moon Knight that we all know and love, you know, because he works so differently when he's by himself. But I think it's I think it's good to have the likes of like we've got Mister Hyde here, we've got Ultron, and at the beginning even we have you know Cap, Wolvie, and Spidey who. At the beginning, when you first ever read this issue, you'd assume that they've just come in from the East Coast. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's really it's really cool how Bendis is immediately uh, involving Moon Knight into the rest of the universe. And yeah, I think that's a I think that's a very strong point. Um, but uh, there's a whole lot of 
I really enjoyed the um, the action scenes here. Uh, there's a bit of violence as well. We see the um, those thugs, Connor. They made a bit of a grisly end. Oh, they're gone. Yeah, with Mister Hyde. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you mentioned that you you haven't read too much of Mister Hyde. Um, I don't think Bendis has probably captured his his character all that well. Mm. I mean, he's the statement Pulled of his I'll... name out of a hat, I guess. Yeah. Well, he says, I will liquefy your head. I, I don't know. It's um, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mr. Hyde does have this sort of really weird way of terming things, but I don't know. It didn't seem like Mr. Hyde. He actually doesn't even look like him as well. Um, he doesn't kind of wear a cape and is bare-chested. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting look, all right. Yeah, yeah. So there's some slight differences already. Um, but the action scenes are great, even with... Um, uh, with Moon Knight taking on Mr. Hyde, who I've mentioned as well. I'm a bit dubious that he could actually take on Mr. Hyde. And uh, who was it? It's um, uh, Spider-Man, actually, towards the end. He said, um, hey, man, you went toe-to-toe with Mr. Hyde. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, and it is. I mean, I, I still can't see how he could have done it. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> this will be the ongoing debate about, oh, what was that uh <laughs> Was that Herald that Spider-Man beat up in the 80s? Oh. That everyone still talks about to this day? Was it Firestorm? A Fire Lord, isn't it? Um, uh, was it Fire... I don't know. The guy with the um, flaming head and the, the bow staff yeah. with the two fires on either end. I think his name's Fire Lord, I think. That would surprise me. I do not remember the issue that well, but I remember that conversation has still not ended. Oh, like really? 30 <laughs> years on. <laughs> but, you know, at least Spider-Man's superhuman, right? I mean, this is literally Moon Knight... Um, you know, a normal dude. Guy with yeah, dubious, yeah, possible, well, possible powers. Oh, I doubt he's got powers here. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he beats him with a fire extinguisher, which is a bit weird. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, the action scenes were great. Yeah, it, with with Mister Hyde throwing the van at Moon Knight, and uh, the whole thing of him being submerged. Um, then there's a whole thing on the on Mr. Hyde's uh, yacht or ship where it kind of explodes from this mysterious figure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, anything else here, Connor? Uh, major major takes from, from this issue? Yeah, well, um, I think, like, uh, you're following us here from last week. We spoke about Alex Malib then on his Daredevil. And, when it, and as soon as Malib gets his hand on drawing a costume character, you know... There's nothing not to love about it. Moon Knight is such a striking figure in this. His cape, um, especially, it's considerably cloaked by night, but, you know, there's a full-page spread before that. And then the incredible way that um, Malib works in the night and the water and how that's complemented by um, Wilson's colours. Just, it's an incredible scene. It's Mm -hmm. that, that scratchy effect and that, you know, that gorgeous white that just works. And, you know, the really interesting scratchy focus on the black of his mask it's just it's just fantastic you know i think the common opinion is no matter what you think of this run it's 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 worth a read even just for the malieve art so yeah it's um, it's very different art isn't it i mean um even for me as we said we did the daredevil just a week ago even then his 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 look is different in this from that uh it's still very good uh it's a lot more realistic isn't it so you don't have muscle bound uh, heroes, um, but yeah, there's a scratchiness to it. Always the Malieve, the Malieve specialty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, look, uh, 
the big thing as well, Kanisha, your thoughts then on the opening scene, which I thought was a nice, clever way to introduce a new series. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, it it, it kind of gives a quick show of sort of what Mark's thing is like, but to a reader, you're kind of like, what's going on? And mm. it's such a great way. It, it almost call, calls you out by, you know, wanting to call out Bendis because he got the origin so weird and yeah, different. Yeah. But, you know, it's a pullback to an entire new direction for Mark, which is, he's real something. And it, it seems, and I like as well that, you know, it's not only a way to introduce why he's in this new place with the LA and all that, but, mm. you know, the way it gets called up with Wolverine as well, you know, selling himself out seems like it'll be, you know, a pretty interesting talking point of the entire run, yeah. which is what you want in a um, first issue. Yeah, for sure. As well, I was just reading that, you know, when I started doing the reread and going through the, the beginning, uh, obviously it's a retelling of, of Mark's origin, slightly different. But when it gets to the part where Marlene uh, runs into the tomb and she shouts out, Jake, oh no, Jake, Jake, you know, I was thinking, oh, this would really, you know, Moon Knight fans, <laughs> when they first read it, would have been just like tearing their hair out, going... It's not Jake. It's Mark. It's Mark. But then, but then you turn the page and it's a it's a TV show, which um, kind of you know explains it in in its sense. There, I thought that was pretty funny, uh, pretty pretty cool way of um, Bendis bending the rules, so to speak, uh, bending the origin by having it kind of as a TV show retelling. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, p- pretty good. If anything, Connor, it would have. Um, been notched up again as yet another different way that uh, Peter Ulrain gets killed. Um, yeah. Because he gets shot in this one. So as we've mentioned before, he's uh, he's been bitten in the neck by Bushman in the Mensch run. Uh, he has had his... Um, he's been stabbed in the Lemire run. And I think he got his neck snapped in... Um, I can't remember. The Houston run or one of the runs in between there. And so in this one he gets uh, he gets shot and he's left at the um, at the temple of Conchu, uh, all very different. But as we know later on in a few pages, it's just a a TV show. So um, yeah, yeah, very cool. Well, um, unless there is anything else, Connor, that you can. I do want to um, talk about uh, the three new personalities, which is something interesting. Um... Okay, yeah, I mean we can yeah definitely because it it is kind of touched upon at the last page. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, just, just uh, not really about them as identities. Uh-huh. I'm interested to dive into that later. But just how they're written in this issue, I know. Um, just kind of have a read of the second issue. So luckily, this isn't quite as I'm going a problem. But in this issue, I kind of don't feel Spidey, Wolverine, or Cap through this writing, which is interesting because Bendis has been writing these characters for some number of years before this, and I really like um, his mm-hmm. Avengers run. I think they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But to me, they just seem so boiled down here. Like, Cap's the clean-headed one. Yep. Wolvie's the rude one, and Spidey's the nice one. I don't really get any of their quirks or mannerism in that writing. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that could be intentional, for sure. But Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, and But your questions that you raise now could absolutely be questions for first-time readers of this, like who have read the Bendis Avengers run, going, oh, uh, you know... You know, they're not really written. They could have been saying they're not really written well, but this could be Bendis's intention because we do know later on that things aren't what they seem. You know, um, so maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm just being uh, being the devil's advocate here. Maybe, no, maybe no. it is. Well, I mean, it's an interesting, yeah. interesting point, and it's going to be something 
totally interesting to cover coming up. I'm, I'm, you know, this is in its divisiveness and the fact I haven't read it in quite a while. I'm very keen to check this, mm. the rest of the series out with you guys. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, having having just said that though, Connor, I was going to ask. Um, just before we we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with our Mooney missives our feedback, but um, you, you know how we we both know how this uh, this run has been received by by Looney listeners. Uh, some like it, some think it's great. Others um, are very highly against it. Um, um, I guess my question is to you: in this first issue, is there any f- foreshadowing that you can see that would potentially irk a Moon Knight fan um, reading reading just issue one? Only that last page reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, I, I would agree as well. That last page, because that last page implies something. It doesn't actually say anything yet, but you can see where it's kind of going. Um, but yeah, you're right. Maybe that last page is the only thing. Other than that, I mean, I can't think of anything else. I think it's a pretty... No, I think it's a, it's a really strong issue, yeah. opening issue in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Moon Knight is still kick-ass. Um, if anything, he actually goes up against Mr. Hyde and he beats him. Um, he's stalking, you know, stalking criminals in the night. Uh, we saw he was scoping out those two thugs. Um, the only thing's different is that he's in L.A. and um, and he's creating TV shows. And all we know so far, not until the end, is that he's talking, he's got identity in his head which now seem to appear to be spider-man captain america and and wolverine so yeah okay it'll be just just interesting um yeah so uh we do have some feedback um, well what are we going to rate it first of all oh oh yes yes of course jumping, we, we've got, the gun. how dare you create such a convoluted system <laughs> and expect us not to use it week by week i'm right? just i'm just so excited this is what they're here for <laughs> Oh, I hope so. No, no. Um, I hope it's for the discussions of, of this, but I guess I'm just so excited because, you know, we know this is such a divisive <laughs> run. It's Oh, man, I just can't wait to sink my teeth into it and to hear from you loonies. But anyway, yes, you are absolutely right. We are doing our moon rating system after all we've heard. Um, I would give this one a... I'd, uh, I'd give this a... a Three, three quarter moon. I'm going to say that. I'm going to, um, yeah. I'll say I'll give it a, a seven and a half out of ten. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it was a solid issue. Um, it um, set up things well. It, it, it's innovative in the way that it's got Mark set in LA and him doing what he's doing um, up until the last page, which admittedly for me. Uh, starts to get me to kind of go, oh, has he crossed the line a bit here? Because Bendis has been pushing for stuff. Like, he, he pushes the idea of Ultron is great, introducing the rest of the universe, that's great. Then he starts saying, well, insinuating these are Mark's identities. And I start, I do start to go, oh, okay, this is this is interesting, but I'm a little wary. Um, so, yeah, three quarters. Um, what would... Uh, what would you give it, my good sir? I'm right there with you. Uh, Three-quarter moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think essentially there's a lot of strengths going for it. Um, I feel like Mark and this is actually written, just reading it almost in a similar way to Mark Spectre Moon Knight in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've kind of got a similar vibe for them. Um, 
and yeah, I just think, you know, this sets up the use of um, the rest of the Marvel Universe in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sets up some street-level shenanigans, a new villain. It's got a great fight scene. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's got this really big new idea. Mm. Delivered stunning, stunning art with Maleev. And so, yeah, really you know, this good. issue isn't an issue that blows my socks off. But, you know, it's a really, it's it's just a good start. Yep. With a good fight scene and, you know, all the threads that are about to play out. So, you know, yeah. what more can you ask for in the first issue? Yeah, it, it's got it's got good pacing, as you're saying. It's got all the ingredients of, you know, the formula for what makes a good a good issue. And it's got a couple of unexpected turns as well. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, sorry, what was your rating there, Connor? Uh, three-quarter moon with you. Three-quarter. Seven and a half out of ten. So, a spot-on seven and a half, a three-quarter moon average... From your high priest of Conchu. Uh, look, it's not over yet as well. It would be interested to hear what you think um, and what you uh, what you would give it. So um, please, by all means, just share your thoughts. Um, we'll take a quick break right now because it was uh, such an emotional journey, Connor. I'm not sure about you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, <laughs> we'll um, we'll be right back with our Mooney missives. So our um, feedback from our Looney listeners. See you. See you soon. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on. Yes, uh, welcome back, Looney listeners. This is Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. We are climbing up. I think it's episode 87, Connor. We are getting there. It sure is. Man, oh man. I can I can smell the sweet mountain air, um, if that makes sense. Anyway, we are back. We have just reviewed uh, Bendis' issue one. He's very controversial uh, volume five, Moon Knight Run, and we have some feedback, Connor Shu. We um, oh, we have feedback galore. We have feedback galore, predominantly from our Facebook group. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, as always, Connor, why don't we just go through uh, one each? We'll grab one each, yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah, how about you kick us off with Mister Mister Bizzle? Mr. Bizzle, glad to have you here, Brian Bizzle. Mm. I think this might be your first time writing this yeah, show. Yeah, so welcome. Thanks very much for taking the time. And he kicks us off right <laughs> off the bat by saying, Garbage run. Almost like Benders had no idea who Moon Knight was, so he just wrote a Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider-Man book. Plus the dialogue felt like I was reading the ramblings of someone who'd never put together a story before. Which isn't actually as um, controversial opinion as uh, those big statements might seem. That is very much a shared view from... Uh, you know, mm. half or maybe a little less than half of the readers of this run. So yeah, for sure, it's so funny because yeah, I mean, he does come out. You know, 
guns are blazing, but uh, from our experience, there, there are a lot of people with similar views. So, no, thank you, Brian. Uh, yeah, I do hope, I'm assuming you're talking about the whole run. Um, that's why I wanted to really just emphasize that, at least for this review, um, Connor and myself, at least, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, we, you know, we judge it on its merits as, issue, as its, only, its own issue, um, not the whole run. So, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you are... Um, he is uh, projecting, I guess, into into the the run as a whole. But thank you, Brian. Um, we also have another one from our loony Patrick Curtis, who is a, a massive loony fan. I know he's a massive uh, collector. What do you call them? Slabs. Uh, he, co- he collects um, yeah slab versions. Uh, Getting nice quality issues. Very very a hell of a collection. Oh my god, some of the issues he's got. Well done, Patrick. Anyway, he writes in. Uh, it wasn't so bad. It was readable, and art wasn't too bad. The personalities were stupid as well as the move, but overall, not the worst series. I agree with Brian on Bendis. Uh, must not have known the character. Uh, yes, yeah, so Patrick, uh, a little bit more lenient on on his view of um, of the Bendis run, Konishu. Uh, and from this, it looks like I'm assuming maybe he's talking about issue one as well, not maybe the whole thing. Um, yeah, I think so. Mm, because, uh, I mean, from what we we just mentioned, I don't think Moon Knight was mishandled at this stage, not until at least the last page. So, yeah. But anyway, thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Oh, yes. Uh, Rick Ball special <laughs> Rick Ball. firing in through the gates. He says, art by Alex Maleev is simply fantastic, but the overall story is fundamentally bad. It's even worse when at the end of the final issue, it's a prelude to Age of Ultron. An event so bad, people legitimately forgot it existed. So that's another big call on the entire run. Yeah. Which I think is a lot of the responses, so just to head it up. But, um, yeah. Interesting, though. Yeah, he has, Age he's, of Ultron. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he called it a prelude to Age of Ultron. Um, that was... I've never read that, admittedly. You haven't? Uh, I I have. It's It was okay. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't great or anything. There's no secret wars or anything like that. Um, but that was when, yeah, that was okay. <laughs> so I think you're right, Rick. Um, well done. Uh, yeah. Uh, but art, Alex Maleev, of course. Absolutely. Can't argue against that. Next one we have from our young James Young. He <laughs> uh, say, I'd have to say that the best part about this is Maleev's art. Absolutely, my good sir. Overall, though, it's not up there with my favourites. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, there are many quality runs by Moon Knight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Maleev's art, again, you can't you can't deny how evocative it is. Um, I just love it, ever since that Daredevil run as well. So, hmm. David Whit- uh, Whitham, or Whitham? Yep. Whitham, I think it's Whitham, says, worst MK run of them all. Full stop. Yep. There's a man a few words, and he uh, pretty much <laughs> encapsulates it all there. Uh, thank you, Dave. Um, yeah, look, it'd be interesting to know why you thought it was the worst run. Um, love to hear from you. So uh, maybe drop us a line. Let us know a bit more why you thought so. Um, I certainly know why uh, some of it didn't work for me. Uh, but again, as we mentioned, issue one, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, we're going to take it issue by issue, uh, and nothing... No alarm bells here, except for maybe the last page. So, yeah, no, um, cheers for the um, feedback, David, and yeah, please write in. 
next one we have is Ben Truss. Hello, Ben. Uh, I believe he's been a long time loony. I've seen his name around. Uh, he says, I absolutely love Maleev's art in that run. Moon Knight's costume is just perfect in that run, uh, in my opinion. We could not agree with you more. Moon Knight is uh, very memorable in in uh, under the pencil of Alex Maleev. If it weren't for the Avengers personality swap, which never really bugged me um, all that much, seeing as the tactic for each Avengers approach is kind of similar to that and representative of Moon Knight's original alter personality types, uh, I think it would be considered better. So he's got here Grant, uh, Captain America pretty much equals Grant, which is a logical, tactile leader. You have Wolverine, who is the Jake Lockley, angry, irrational, and strong. And you have Spider-Man, who is more like the Conshu, or Mr. Knight, uh, testing, humorous, uh, and uh, protecting, I think. Uh, might be a bit of a reach, but that was my honest to Conshu, my first thought when reading for the first time. Yeah, a very cool take, um, Ben. I love it when Looney's sending stuff like this. Yeah, it's, it's no. really cool. Um, Bendis seemed to further crack open Mark's DID, uh, which follows perfectly considering Spectre's past regarding psychological trauma, his covert um, psyops past, uh, Moon Knight Ultra Association, and uh, never mind everything that happened to Mark Spectre after that. Uh, also, Moon Knight was always being laughed or poked fun at for being a crazy uh, less than small-time vigilante in previous runs. So, for his DID to take on the person, uh, personas of A1 vigilantes isn't a far jump uh, for me. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call um, Captain America a vigilante, although maybe after Civil War you would. Um, but yeah, <laughs> definitely know what you mean, Ben. I do wish they would have brought Lockley Grant, Frenchie, Flint, Jenna and Crawley in, though. That was disappointing. If not all of them, then at least some of them. That was silly. Um, as for the location change, that makes sense. He was a West Coast Avenger and a multi-millionaire, so I think it's safe to assume he has houses all over the world. No problem there for me. Uh, that's my opinion, my little old takeaway. Uh, he says, sorry, no need to apologise, Ben. These are fantastic comments that you've lent, um, and a lot of them... Um, a very thoughtful, like Connor, uh, Moon Knight was a West Coast Avenger. He certainly was. So why mm. not have him in LA? I mean, that makes sense. Got to, sp- got to spread the heroes out. You got a lot of them in New York. Spread their wings. Get them out there. Did you have any issue of him in LA, Connor? Or not at all? Yeah, no. me too, as well. Actually, I, I thought that was just fine. Um, yeah. So thank you, Ben. Thank you for all those. And what did you think of Ben's? Um, uh, comparisons of Cap, Wolvie, and Spidey. I think that's a, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think he's really onto something there because mm. it does slot so perfectly. Yeah. It's definitely at least, you know, a good headcanon to have going forward. Mm. It, it, I'm definitely excited to see how this lines up when we uh, follow the rest of the issues. Yeah. I mean, if, um, if this is indeed the case, this is what Bendis is doing, maybe and I'm projecting a bit further ahead, and yeah, as you say, we'll have to wait for the issues, but maybe that could have been um, fleshed out a bit more, like to mm. make that association with Lockley, Grant, because it, it does make sense here from what Ben is saying. Uh, they do seem, in, in this issue alone, that seems to be the case. Like, Wolvie is the aggressor, so is Lockley, so yeah. Um, so again, thank you, Ben. You've given us a lot to think about. All right, and then the lovely... Long-time loony, Paul Fine, dropping in, our last one. He says, I've had a 36 by 54 Moon Knight poster printed because of how Ooh. much I love Maleev's art in this whole run. 
been trying to find a white frame large enough to hang this gorgeous monstrosity. <laughs> I enjoyed the change of pace from Mark in California and was a big fan of his Dakin encounters. Oh, that, mm. that'd be some fun issues to cover. That would be, yeah. I've been on a personal hunt since Bendis' run for any material sending Mark to Cali. I thought it was weird that he went from Vengeance to Secret Avengers to Shadowland, then to California, without any explanation as to why. Mm. It was brought up in Heroes of High, but not explored. I definitely enjoyed the theatrical retelling of Mark's origin story through a TV series. Genius move to sum up a long character yeah. history. Would have loved to see where Bendis went with the story had he had another year of writing. Thanks for reading my comment, and may Konshu watch over all future podcasts. <laughs> Cheers. Yes, Paul Fine, we love you. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Uh, very much appreciated. And he did drop in a photo of his massive monstrosity <laughs> of, a, of a poster. And it's a beautiful one, isn't it? It's that blue one where Moon Knight's kind of flying, swinging away um, by Malieve. Absolutely gorgeous. I love the splash page in this issue, Connor. That, oh, yeah. That Moon Knight one was just, yeah, it was brilliant. So, um, no, thank you very much, Paul. And thank you all loony listeners out there for dropping in your comments. Look, just keep them coming. We know that this is a highly um, talked about kind of run. Divisive. Yeah, divisive. We'd love to hear more from you. Um, we'll be covering, obviously, the, the uh, following issues every waxing crescent. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. But so far... Three quarter moon is how we've got the run. So um, yeah, let's see if it, if Bendis can keep it up. Yeah, we'll have to tally it at the end. Take all the issues, yeah, tally them up where we line up, and see yeah. <laughs> again. Give a numerical average um, potentially to the second decimal place. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. Very important. Um, well, you know that's about it for for this episode. Um, so. From um, yeah, from Connor, Connor Shu and myself, it's it's been really good. Um, I just wanted to give a, a couple of shout outs, a spectacle, a little segment of um, shout outs. First one, obviously, I wanted to give a call, a shout out to Signal of Doom uh, again because I'll be catching up with Mr. Finn, uh, one of the co-hosts of Signal of Doom. We'll be catching Captain Marvel. That should be good. I am looking forward to that. That's going to break up the week perfectly for me. <laughs> and uh, the second shout out to our. Awesome High Priest Connishu and a big comic page um, and his articles there. Keep a lookout. I'll definitely add some links directly to Connor's articles. Uh, oh, thank you. Have a read. I mean, this lad's got talent. He knows how to write. He can he can do no wrong with that and very insightful. So um, I, I can't wait to. I'm actually, I think I'll read the your Forgotten Queen review Connor, before I actually what read the comic because oh, uh, I don't plan usually dangerously. Sorry, plan dangerously. I do, but yeah, yeah, but I don't usually do that at all. But you know, I'm keen to read your your article on, and your take on it. So um, yeah, so keep an eye out, loonies, for that as well. And don't forget, you can get a, a double dose of Ray every week. Him talking about Superman. Oh. Last Sons of Krypton as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, uh, I ho- co-host that with another Connor. Uh, our latest episode just dropped, I believe, on Sunday. So um, when we're recording this now, so just a couple of days ago, for when you hear this, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. We we cover Marv Wolfman's 100-page Super Spectacular, which came out, I think, just last week or so, uh, a few, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Connor Shu. Um Yeah, check it out. Superman fan, I am growing to be one. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. He's no, um, he's no Moon Knight or he's no Multiple Man yet. But, uh, but uh, you know, he's he's pretty decent DC character, I must say. 
Uh, so, Konishu, what have we got on next phase? Next phase, we're actually uh, we're uh, swapping around. So mm-hmm. next week's the classic run. It's Moon Knight, Volume One, Issue Four. Get keen. Committee of Five. Yeah, that would be that'd be interesting to cover. We're going back to the old Mensch run. Um, do you remember much of this issue, Connor? I don't at all. Okay, yeah, I don't too much as well. All I know, I believe it's like some assassins, right? Aren't there like, you know, five assassins that come after Moon Knight? Something like that. I could be wrong. Uh, but going to have to give that a... I can't remember the slat, no, the, the, it's like issue eight, the one with the werewolves. That's oh. the one I remember. Oh, okay. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, going to have to reacquaint ourselves with this, this uh, classic run. So yeah, Committee of Five, yep. That'll be good. Um, and so finally, Loonies, as you've heard earlier, the Mooney Missives, you can drop us a line. Please do. We absolutely love hearing from you. As Connishu said, we love hearing these theories. We love exploring them and discussing what could it all possibly mean. And anyway, so we have an email, itkmoonnight at gmail.com, our website with all our episodes, summaries, show notes, uh, newsletters are at intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash itkmoonnight. That's our page. Our fantastic group uh, is Facebook. 800 and counting. 800 plus, 800 and counting. Uh, facebook.com slash groups slash itkmoonnight. We're on Twitter still as well. We've got our handle itkmoonnight. Um, we're also on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube. Just search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You should find us there. We've got discussion threads for upcoming episodes. Um, we've, you know, we've got the newsletters, um, general fan um, collections being shared around. Uh, we recently had one with uh, Anthony Sitko, um, a, a podcaster himself. Uh, from Capes on the Couch. He showed off his collection. My God, it is massive. It's something. Oh, fantastic to, to see. Um, also, iTunes ratings. Look, if you do like what you hear, please um, please let iTunes know. <laughs> um, that actually helps them and helps us reach more loonies. Um, so five star, if it's any less than that or if you have any constructive criticism, please let us know. We'd love to improve our show. Uh, finally, on all good podcast catches, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, we're all there. Uh, just search for us and uh, we should pop up. So thank you once again for listening. Um, yeah, a, a pretty good way to, to kick off the Bendis run, I think, Connor. I think so. And we hope you'll uh, catch us next week, week after that, and by the time we swing around to the next issue next month. So Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you all for listening, and uh, anything else you'd like to add before I sign us off? Um, no, just have a great week, everyone. Keep reading good comics, uh, and if any you come across any news on Moon Knight, please share. We just love sharing all the news with each other. That's what it's about, the community. Yeah. That's why we're here, still here, after all this time. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Goodbye. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.